Hello, friends. Before we start, I want to remind you to subscribe, ring the bell, click on notifications. That's your radio. That's your communication with us so you know what our schedule is going to be so you can get the latest show and the updates. That's your ticket in to join the conversation. I went to the doctor yesterday. I have some good news. The doctor says the growth of my wild-ass speculations is normal for a man my age. He says it's due to the poison of too many birthday candles in the position of my body. I did get some bad news, though. He said my wild-ass theories, they need some work. You are watching or listening to Midnight Radio. I am your host, Jerry Adams. We have some big news stories to go over with you today. Very big, and we have some very good voicemails and emails that we're going to go over today. We even have some information I'm going to give you regarding the white car that I've not seen anywhere else today. So stay tuned in to the end. You're you're not going to be sorry about it. You can call in, leave us a voicemail message at 325-261-0892 when the voicemails aren't open. When the voicemail is open, the phone line's open, you can call me on that number. This show is your show. This is a conversation with you. And as you can tell by the voicemails and the emails I read to you, you guys are the ones that choose what we go over on the show. Again, thank you for joining us. We couldn't do it without you, really. Since it is your show, there's no show without you. I'm going to jump right into the first part of this here. Now, always, right after we leave the air, we're here like the first ones in the morning. Every morning, by the way, this show is every day, even the weekends. So how about that? Something always happens. As soon as we, we're not live anymore, there's new information coming out. People ask me, why do you cover this every day? Well, there's new things that come out every day. I'm not getting fatigued in it. This is a tragic thing, and there's so many different working parts involved. So the first part of this is going to be right here. The first part I want to go over, and I'm going to tell you what all we're going to go over. I'll go ahead and do that. We're going to go over the surveillance photo that shows the white car passing by at night of the gas station. You remember on one of our first broadcasts, those of you that have been with me, what did I say? They're going to want to go to every gas station and get all the footage from those gas stations that are in and near that area. What did they not do? They didn't go to every gas station and get all the footage at the time. That's what I would have done on day one. That's what I said on day one. This isn't about me, though. This is about this investigation. These are the state. These are the facts of where things are right now. So we're going to check this out, and I want you guys to see this photo. And then we're going to talk about it on the flip side. It has been over a month since four University of Idaho students were found dead in that off-campus home in Moscow, Idaho. Police are still looking for a suspect, a murder weapon, and a motive. Uh, And that is where we find Fox News multimedia reporter Jake Carolex is standing by outside the headquarters of the Moscow Police Department with more. Jake, what are we learning tonight? Thanks for being with us. 
Andrew, good evening. Good to see you. Well, about an hour and a half ago, Fox News Digital reporting that detectives have obtained eight hours of security footage from a gas station here in Moscow. And the biggest thing to take out of that is that they saw a white sedan passing by the gas station early in the morning, uh, the night of those four murders. And that's relevant because over the last few days, police have been asking the public's help for any information on a white 2011 to 2013 Hyundai Elantra. Uh, that car was spotted near the scene of the crime on the night of those four murders. Police believe that... Uh, I'm going to pause it right here. So exactly what all, what are we looking at here? Hopefully they're going to go into it. It looks like a white Hyundai Elantra, just like the other pictures I'm going to show you. It looks like a white Hyundai Elantra reflected through the glass, reflected through glass. Now, they're the, these, they're the ones reporting this. I'm wondering who leaked this information. I'm thinking it probably got leaked from the gas station attendants. Hopefully they're going to tell us more. As we continue here, uh, someone made a good point in the chat room right now. You, you guys that are listening to the podcast, you can join the chat on YouTube. Just look for us, hashtag Midnight Radio, and subscribe, and you guys can join the chat room. Somebody said, "Tell." Um, they said Jerry also noticed that, Kay- that Kaylee was wearing an Apple Watch. Police can get info off it if they know to. That's exactly right. If they know to, they can. Have they done it yet? Maybe not. They didn't look at the gas station footage. Every shiny reflective surface. That's why the name of this episode is Cool Mirror and Glass. Because we got a lot of that footage today. We also have uh, historical footage of a white Hyundai Elantra in that area. And you're not going to believe what address it is. Stay tuned, folks. Uh, whoever was in that Elantra could have critical information related to this case. And... Uh, The Moscow Police Department uh, has been combing through hours of surveillance footage, hasn't resulted in any leads yet, but police are saying that even though they don't have a suspect, tips are coming into the department, and this is... They don't have a suspect? Guys, I'm still not buying that bull. I'm still not buying that they don't have a suspect. They haven't released that they've had a person of interest. They haven't released that they have a a, uh, suspect yet. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, we're going to go over a lot of stuff today about this and why this car is so important, other than that they found it in this footage. This is not a cold case. Well, this investigation is not cold. We get dozens and dozens of tips. Uh, we sort through them, we prioritize them, and for sure, some of them are not, are not good tips. They're not even relevant to the case. But every single day, we get a good amount of viable tips. Andrew, the county coroner here, told Fox News that... They also complain about tips, too, so we're kind of at odds with that. Did you know that Dr. Uncle Phil was talking about the Moscow murders yesterday? So this is getting, I guess it's getting pretty big. But again, no room for speculation, right? Ah, come on, man. Investigators put paper bags over the victim's hands at the scene to preserve DNA evidence. Forensics experts say the victims could have the killer's hair or skin on their hands underneath their fingernails if they touched the killer trying to defend themselves. This is almost a no Schumer Sherlock statement right here. Andrew? 
Okay, so Jake, are police responding yet uh, to this, uh, you know, p piece of evidence, uh, video and photos that Fox News Digital has obtained? Uh, have they made any comment about it? Do they know it exists? Where did they obtain this information? I'm thinking they got it from sleuths like you. I know you guys can tell me. Andrew, I haven't seen anything since the report came out about an hour and a half ago on if police have made any comments or if they are aware of this piece of evidence. It's our digital team reporting here on the ground. So uh, we'll keep you, keep you guys updated on what we know as soon as we know what they know. Okay, and Jake, also give us a sense. You've been there uh, for a couple days now. Uh, what's the feeling like on campus now uh, a month? The feeling like is cold. The feeling like is damn cold. It's so damn cold, I bet he can't feel his narts. Come on now. So his job is to stand out there in the freezing butt cold and say things that everybody already knew. Man, I don't know about that job. It seems like it'd be a good idea at first. It's like, I'm here to say that there's DNA evidence probably on the bodies. Okay. Now, this is an exciting piece of information right here. I know I don't have a problem with Dr. Uncle Phil. He's from Texas. I can respect that. He works for the man. His show's paid for by major corporations and pharma. I don't have a problem with that, although it's not the kind of show I would do. It's not the kind of show I can do. The things we talk about are prohibitive for sponsors. I've had sponsorship deals, uh, offers, and they're like, no, the things you say we can't, you know, we can't do it. But the things I say are the things that you and I want to talk about because this is your show again. So that's where we're at. That's kind of the issue I have with mainstream media. More into that as we go into the Banfield video we have in a minute. Which actually, we're here right now. So let me go ahead and play this voicemail message I got. And it's going to lead us into your girl, Banfield. Hey, it's uh, Anonymous Fruit Loop from PA. Hey, Fruit Loop. Um, some quick points. I love Juicy Fruit, first of all. And Not a problem with Juicy Fruit. I just did that to run away people that weren't a part of our tribe. That's why I said that. But it's an absolute fact. Juicy Fruit tastes like rotten bananas. And um, I, think the, um, I think they know who I agree. the killer is in the Idaho murders. Um, and as far as that goes, too, what is this euphemism about uh, unlifings? Okay, let me let me explain that for you, sir. See, I'm a YouTube partner. I'm a YouTube partner that can't make money from any of these videos. The reason why is because I use the word murders. I say the word killings, different things like that, which are against the policy to be monetized on the videos. And the reason why I do that is because I've said it from the beginning. And it's a part of my writing skills, you know. You don't write outside of real life. It's the real feelings, the real emotions, the way people really talk, whether I agree with it or not. This is why we talk like that. This is your show. I'm telling you guys it's your show. Um, if I was changing into thongs and did a thong show for you guys and changed and modeled different thongs every day, I could be monetized. But if I want to say the word murder, I can't be. See the problem there? I don't agree with it. But that's the way it is. This show continues because of you guys. 
you and me. This is a conversation between us. That's the way it is. Uh, I try to follow the community guidelines by not saying the word M-U-R-D-E-R too much. So sometimes I say unlifings instead of um, a certain kind of assault. I have to say essays or I have to say the R word. And then, of course, there's a disease which someone people call it the C word. And this, these are terms here on YouTube that we have to use so we don't get kicked off. And that's fine. But just know I am going to say the word if I'm unmonetized from YouTube, even though I'm a partner, that's okay because I have you guys. I believe in something called value for value. I'm providing you guys a service, this communication we have for you, and that is why I'm here is to communicate with you. That's why I get my sweet hiney out of bed at 3 a.m., just to come talk to you because I'm so interested in what you guys have to say. I'm interested in ideas I never thought about, uh, wild-ass speculations and wild-ass theories I've never come to. And we're going to go into those today, and we got some good ones and some photographs. But it can't continue without support. I'm getting no support from YouTube. I'm even getting uh, fought back on stuff. And value for value is me asking you, if you find value in this, it helps if you give value back to us so we can continue. If you, do, if you don't find value and nobody finds value, then this show is going to go away and that's fine. That's the way it works. I didn't do my job. But when I'm saying value, I'm not saying only monetary. No, I'm not. I'm talking about you guys being a producer. This is your show. And you guys have been. You guys have gone the extra mile. You've sent me voicemails. You guys call in because you're interested in the content. Again, you guys want to participate because this is a real conversation we're having. I'm not going to dilute it by corporate sponsorships who will control what I say. I'm not going to do it. it that's not a motivation for me to wake up at 3 a.m. The motivation is you guys. Now, value could be uh, calling in, leaving a voicemail comment, being in the chat room and talking to me. I see everything you guys say. Everything. I, I answer every email. That goes to me directly, and I appreciate it. That's adding value to this show, which is your show. If you guys are able to give a monetary contribution, I appreciate that. That goes into the production of the show because there's licensing fees for the things I do. And the way this show is, the high quality that this show is produced, there is a real cost involved. So, again, thank you all. I just wanted to go over that. We're going to continue this voicemail and go into the rest of the show. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is not to ask for money. The reason why I'm bringing it up because he'll, well, you'll find out right here. I mean, they're murders. Let's, You're right. let's say what they are. Um, I'll let you say it. And with regard to uh, YouTube plaques, I think they're, they're kiss up trophies. Um, I would love to hear Joe Bedeau on your show. And one last thing, do you think that Banfield is, is a sellout? You don't seem to like her. That's it. Great show. Great show, sir. That's why I brought this up. I don't have a problem with Banfield. But again, her show uh, called M MSM, Mainstream Media, or M5M as we like to call it, is sponsored by corporate interests. Is sponsored by, by the pharmaceutical company, which means that they censor the stuff that comes through there. And that's fine if you like that kind of stuff. I like real conversation. That's why nobody 
talks to you guys. Nobody lets you call in. Nobody plays your voicemail messages. They can't and still have those sponsorships and still uh, get money from YouTube for the videos. I don't care about that because that's not why I'm here. I'm here to have a conversation with you. That being said, I don't have a problem with Banfield. She does her thing. I have mine. I couldn't do what she does because I wouldn't want to wake up so early at 3 a.m. to do a show and talk about things that I'm told to talk about. Can't do it. Here's Banfield, your girl, Banfield. One, two, three, four. Almost as though they're walking in single file out at night at 3 o'clock in the morning. Actually, closer to 3.12 in the morning. And as you watch those four figures... Remember, police say the murders happen between 3 and 4 in the morning. Did those people see something? Who are they? Have police tracked them down, asked them any questions, ruled them out? And again, if they're ruled out, did they see something as they were on foot, walking just steps away from where the murders happened? We do not have the answers to this, any of it. But as usual, our senior national correspondent, Brian Enton, is live on the case. And tonight he is standing in that exact location, right where that body cam action took place. So, Brian, for us looking at it on television, it's hard to get the exact perspective of where the officers were standing, what direction their body cams were pointing, and where those four mysterious figures were walking from and to and how far away they were from the actual murder scene. So can you take me there and, and help us get a feel? Yeah, it's very confusing when you're looking at the body camera video. So hopefully we can give you some perspective. This is banned field. This is where the alcohol call came in. The young men were here in the field when the police first showed up. That is the Sigma Chi fraternity house uh, right there. So the police walked those young men across the street. This is Taylor Avenue, right to this spot right here. I was able to identify it because of the fire extinguisher. And they were standing in this spot, uh, the, the young men, and the body camera video was pointed this way. And it is over my shoulder where you could see very faintly uh, what looked like several people walking fast or almost running by in the background. And I want to walk. So these are different. This was on the body cam, but this was different from the people that were detained by the police officer for drinking. Okay. And let me tell you this. Who do you think saw those people walk by? S cyber sleuths like you guys. And these news organizations get that stuff. And I'm, I'm trying not to yell here because you guys, I care about you guys, and I don't want you guys to feel negative like I'm, I'm yelling towards you, but I'm yelling inside. It hurts. It's echoing. Banfield, you know, just about every show she does, she rails at cyber sleuths and how they're muddying up the case. Yet, if there's something worth playing, well, she's going to play it because she needs ratings. So she can bring back money to her corporate overlords. Again, I don't have a problem with Banfield. You over actually give you a little more perspective. I don't not have one either. It was somewhere in this area right here. And we can tell because we analyze these lights of this little uh, apartment building. It was somewhere right in this area. There's another big apartment building here. The question you might be having is how close is. Would it be funny if someone just smacked him with a snowball from behind? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This to the house where the murders happened. 
Mo is going to point in that direction. Our producer is up there. She's going to flash a flashlight, Ashley. You see that flashlight flashing right there? That is right yeah, in front of the house where the murders happened. So it's all very, very close. So what we're effectively seeing is, like, if my eyes don't deceive me, about 200 yards away from where Mo is flashing the light at the murder scene. I'll tell you what. Um, somebody wrote, cops and reporters are getting salty because we are breaking the case. You guys are right. You guys are breaking the case. They're not going to report that because that's against their narrative. You only need them. Although the ratings on YouTube dog what they do on a nightly basis. And I'm not just saying my show. I'm talking about all the shows combined dog them. And we got some information they're probably going to steal with us and have on the, the nighttime news. Uh, today. Those some of the video, four figures the were walking we where you're standing. It's, it's that close. It's that close, and it appears, again, it's so hard to see it in that body camera video, but when we zoom in, it does appear that the figures are walking slash running uh, from the direction of where the house is, where the murders happened. At first, I thought they were just walking down Taylor Avenue, uh, but when I got out here and really looked at everything, um, it appears they might actually be coming somewhat from the direction um, of, of the house. And then just point to what direction they're they're headed from what I'm looking at you straight on. Just point the direction they were headed. Okay, let me show you again. So up there on the hill, that's where where the flashlight is flashing. That is where the house is where the murders happened. It appears they were coming from that direction um, and that they were going this way back towards Bandfield, uh, back towards the Sigma Chi house. So what we're going to do here in a little bit, really soon, guys, really soon, is we're going to bring out our murder map again, our murderer map, rather. And the reason why we are is because I got some photos of a white Hyundai Elantra that is parked at a certain place, at a certain address that we've gone through before that's already on my map. And you guys, the, we've heard the wild-ass speculation that perhaps there were people from the fraternity involved. I also heard some, I mean, it's really close. It's a really close walk. It would be easy to run back over there, and that's what this footage covered. It covered people at the time of the murders running down the street. There was four of them, by the way. And they seemed like it would not be hard to identify them. All right? So... It was 23. They were running. They were probably running because they were cold. That's a good point. They probably were, but it was at the time of the murder. So I'm just saying it's a little ex suspicious, right? Just saying. Just saying. Okay. Now, again, all this is wild-ass speculation and wild-ass theories. But when you see the address of this photo I got, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, play a little bit more of this. Then we're going to go to our pictures. We're going to go to our map. And then we have a 3D walkthrough of the house. Where, um, where the police were. 
And it's sometimes I just want to make sure our audience is clear. It sure sounds like you're saying Banfield, like the name of this show or my last name. It is B-A-N-D, right. as though it's a school band, and that is their field. It is the school band's field. So, um, But what I'm really curious is when you showed me Mo uh, uh, or Lauren flashing the light up at the murder scene, it looked like that's the walkway that you have shown us that leads down from the house. So is it feasible? Ow! Who threw that snowball? that those four people were coming down that walkway? It's possible. Um, and, and, you know, it, I can't tell for sure. It's impossible to know for sure. Were they coming from that direction? Were they sort of walking along Taylor Avenue and it just appeared they were walking that way? We don't... The hell it is. It's not impossible to know. There's something called forensic photography. Oh, my gosh. You can, oh, my mind is hurting. My mind is hurting. I can do this. All right, there's something called, now there's AI. And I used it, if you want to know an example of AI, AI art, that I used it to do the illustrations for the short story that you can see in the video section called The Haunted Pussycat. Okay, that's AI. There's a program, they used it for the, the remastering of the Star Trek episodes, and this was back the original Star Trek episodes back in 2015 or 2010, something like that. You can take it to clear up photos. So it's very simple. You take it to clear up those photos. The AI fills in what isn't clear, and it does a very good job of it. And you're going to be able to see who these jacking smackers are, all right? You're going to be able to see these random-ass jacker smackers running down the ways. You're going to know where they run. Don't bullshit us that they don't have the ability to do that. Oh, wait, you're just a sports, uh, sports. You're just a news model. Okay, he didn't know. Everybody didn't know. I don't have a problem with this, man. I would throw a snowball at him, though. Look at the trash in the area. Look at that behind him. I don't know. Um, I can't tell you from being out here for weeks, especially when there were more students here, this is a very yeah, got a rough busy job. area. You've got the frat and sorority houses. You've got a ton of apartments, right? Man's, man's got a rough job. Let's all give it up for him, everybody. They're freezing his ass off every day, giving his cold-ass theories there on the scene. Thank you, everybody. All right, we're going to go to our next item here. I'm going to barely show it to you. I'm going to blow it up. And I'm going to read this email. Dear Jerry, watch that video. Early on, watch. Look close. One of the kids walking past in your girl Ashley Banfield's video I sent you. Now remember, I want you to watch that group of kids with the number jersey hugging Maddie. Now check out the girl with the giant white bag. Like WTF, if she got, what has she got in there, a big... Sharp edged object. I don't know, but it's weird. It's a blasted huge bag. It's a white bag. Okay, so play the walk by video in the four kids. Ashley is talking about leaving Maddie in Kaylee's home area. Look over and over till you see it a black sleeve over a big white bag. So does she have a 
sharp bladed object or two sharp edged objects or three sharp edged objects in there. And what does that girl have in her red backpack? Again, this is a wild ass speculation, guys. But look at where these wild ass speculations are leading, right? Changes of clothes? It's a wild ass speculation. I've been thinking something is off with the scene, but I see a dark sleeve over a white purse. Jeez, I'm dumbfounded. But that's what I see sometimes. It Who you would never think of. Who you never would think it is. Like a friend's kiss and a sharp bladed, sharp edged object in the gut all at once because she hugged Kaylee at the food truck. Tell me I'm off. Tell me you don't see it. Because that Jersey kid hugging Maddie also makes some kind of sneeze gesture. And I've seen people fake sneezing and hollering a word. And he is fake sneezing as if giving a signal command. OMG. This is nuts, but it's not. Didn't Caesar's Augustus friend love him and kill him at the same time? E2 Brute. Dang, sleuthing from the TV and the couch is a lot of effort. I felt that the girl with the backpack was my number one suspect from the word go. As soon as I saw her walk up and passed, people can be very evil under their sweet fake masks. This has sense because you can see the black sleeve over a white bag, a giant white bag, probably burned and gone by now. I think I was nuts if it wasn't so obvious and simple. Because it is obvious and simple. Oh, Schumer. What if the group killed them? Just a wild theory. All right, so I got these photos that you guys have been looking at right there. Looking at the chat room, somebody says there's a blog about the people in Ethan's fraternity that's very dark and disturbing. Don't know if it's real. Amen. And again, I don't know if any of this is real. There's some things we thought before that we continue and we don't think we don't think so anymore. New information is coming out. But it's all very gruesome. So this is 703 Taylor Avenue, Moscow. Let me let me pull up our murder map. Yeah. In what is 703 Taylor Avenue, Moscow? And I'm about to go to the next photo, too. Let me pull that up on the old murder map. Ye old murder map. All right. I'm going to let you guys look at my face while I pull it up here. While it's pulling up, I'm going to go back, show you this. All right, so there's another. That's the first one. A 703 Taylor Avenue, Moscow, Idaho. Let me put that down. 703 Taylor. Does that look like a white Hyundai Elantra to you? Hmm. Let's take a closer look, shall we? 
703 Taylor Avenue, Moscow, Idaho. Hmm. I see a Hyundai sign. I see a Hyundai symbol. You guys see what I'm seeing? I'm just wondering. All right, so... A lot of you guys do think there's more than one uh, killer in this case. We're going we're gonna to find out. Okay, here we go. Let's bring up our map. Let's look up 703 Avenue. And then we're going to take a murder walk inside the house. Go away. Oh, all right. Here we go. All right, so let's type that in. See what we got, where it is. It could be a Honda, but it really looked like a Hyundai because of how big it was, so... La, 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 connect the dots. La, 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 connect the dots. Well, bazinga. Let's add it to our project. Yes. What are we going to call it? What shall we call it? White car. Everything I'm playing, everything I'm showing you, I'll put in the show notes. Mm, all right. Let me go full screen on this so you guys can see it better. Again, go to the photo. This is a photo of this white car, 703 Taylor Avenue. We're going to see where it is on the map. And we're going to go full screen with it. Bloom. So close. You guys remember where he said they were walking. You remember where those kids. You can't see my pointer, but I kind of moved this. Those kids are in the band field right behind the fraternity right here. That's where they got pulled over by, by Deputy Five right there at the time of the murder. Here's 703 Taylor Avenue, the white car. Okay, 
Where's the murder house? 112, right across the street. It's even closer. Even closer. As a matter of fact, there's a white car there right now. We're about to take a look at that. It's even closer than the fraternity, but you know what? It's really close to where the police were in that body cam video when he pulled those kids over, okay? So there's that. Man, I'm getting chills. Again, I'm not saying this is a white car. It's a white car. It does look like it a lot. I suppose it could be a coincidence. I mean, what the hell do we know? I'm a Fruit Loop. In a world of Fruit Loops. Let's look at it now. What does that look like, people? What does that look like? And again, this is different. This is a different time than the photo I showed you, too. And it just happens to be there. Wow. Ain't the internet funny? You know what I'm thinking? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Usually every apartment complex has assigned parking. And if we looked at these different times of the year and found the same vehicle there, I'm, I'm thinking that, that vehicle is assigned there. If it is a Hyundai. Now I could see it more clearly in the other video, less clearly now. I don't know. What do you guys think in the chat room? It does have a triangle on the logo. You notice that too? I wasn't sure. It looks like a Mitsubishi. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, there's one right here though, right? What is that? Mitsubishi. Damn Mitsubishi. That is a Volkswagen Jetta. No, foiled again. But let's go back to our photo. That does look like a Hyundai in the photo. And it looks like a Hyundai in this photo, but you can see where it's parked better right there. So let's see if some of these other cars are parked by that. That does look like a Hyundai Elantra. Look at the tail lights. Look at the one video where I had the thumbnail of the picture of the Hyundai. So there's that. And let's go back to our Google picture. So is that the same car beside it? Okay, see it right there? That that vehicle right there, okay? This big suburban-looking thing. Again, you guys are helping with this. I'm not presenting this to you like it's the facts. It's a theory. You guys are checking things. That's good. So there that is. 
and let's go back to our photo. Is that not the same vehicle beside the white Hyundai Elantra looking vehicle? Because it looks like it to me. Let me go back to our Google. See, to me, it looks the same. So if that is, in fact, you had no cameras in the parking, what the hell? But I mean, these are little, the littlest things to look at. In order, you have looked at a Volkswagen, a Jetta, and a Ford Fusion. I'm saying look at this SUV-looking vehicle right here, people. This looks like it was behind the Hyundai Elantra, the thing that looked like a Hyundai Elantra. And you can't tell me that that's not a Honda or a Hyundai Elantra. You know what? Hold on a second. Hold on. I did notice something here. These are not the same vehicles. This one looks like the Hyundai Elantra. I do want to say this, though. The police have a ton more evidence than we have, okay? That's just a fact. That is a real fact, and they're not releasing it. They know it. I do think that they know who the murderer is. And uh, I got a bit of an interview I'm going to play for you with the man who said he heard a scream. Uh, Harish, I'm going to play a bit of that interview with you because he gave an interview the other day. And uh, he, he lives close in one of these apartment buildings. The police know, and I'm going to tell you this, if we had a million dollars and we had evidence to the, all the evidence that they had, where do you think we would be? They couldn't, they didn't even see the pictures at the gas stations. So I'm just saying, where do you think we would be if we had full access to everything? Let them do your job. Let them do their jobs. But they're taking from the speculations. So, these are just thoughts, well less theories, well less speculations. There's going to be a link to this in the description below. And what I want you guys to do is look through this and tell me what you see. Um... I'm not an expert on everything. We're doing this together, all right? We'll figure it out together, and then we'll see where we're at once the police solve the crime. All right. All right, we're going to go ahead and do a 3D walkthrough tour of the, the house, all right? Um, I'm telling you what I'm going to do. I, I need somebody's help on this. All right. Somebody listening because you guys are experts in areas. I'm not a lot of you have a better memory than I do. In some areas you guys have more time in the day to study this. Quite frankly, you call me, you send me emails, voicemails, and you guys go over this. I know somebody in there when we do this 3d walkthrough, which I mean, it's not pictures, it's 3d. You guys can tell me, who, what group of kids lived in, were in what room, all right? So I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone line right now because I need your help. I'll start without you, and then when you, that expert calls in, and I know you're listening, I know you're listening because I see the experts in the chat room. The phone line's open right now, 325-261-0892. As we go through this, I'm looking for somebody to walk us through through this house 
but here's the part I do know. Let me go ahead and uh, go full screen on it. Let's see how well you guys see. Okay. So you guys remember clearly the picture that showed the open door, the open front door, when the neighbor said, hey, I took a picture of this. Uh, the f- door was open before you guys got here. It was open in that morning. It was cold, and it was 23 degrees, like someone said from the chat room, and it was open. And y'all got you guys said, it doesn't seem right that the door would be open. It would be freezing but cold in there, and the roommates wouldn't wake up and say, hey, the door is open. The roommates wouldn't have heard a scream or the neighbors wouldn't have heard anything. So here we go. So the front door is right here. I obviously know where that is. Okay. And that picture of it being open when it was open, it showed a, a bathroom opened up and there it is. Shower toilet, a shout out to Hux YouTube. All right. Shout out to Hux. He's the one that came up with this. Okay, did you know that right behind the bathroom, when you open that door and you look in, see the shower on the front door, boom, you got a bedroom right there. This is a view you have if you're in that bedroom, okay? This is one of the roommates on the first floor. One of the roommates. There's the laundry room right here. Here's the other roommate. Now, here's... The room, the roommate's view, the door shut. But can you see the view outside? All right, let's go through there again. All right, so these are the two roommates, and that's as far as I remember where the roommates live. I know that on the second floor, that's... Kaylee, and Maddie, I believe. Or am I getting that incorrect? I think Kaylee and Maddie are on the third floor. Guys, help me out here. Help out your man. Golly. All right. So this is the living room, all right? The living room, and there's the kitchen. A lot of you guys remember this from... A lot of you guys remember seeing this from the video where they were imitating each other. Okay. A lot of you guys remember that. All right. So I see no one's going to call in. That's quite unfortunate. Now this is the look. This is a different view. Okay. And we're going to see, you know, the access points too. Here's another bedroom right here. Which one? I don't know. Guys, help me. Xana's on the second floor. Xana even second floor and Kylie third. Okay. So this is Xana's room right here on the second floor, right? So you can see how small it is. out 
So now I'm in the kitchen. I fast forwarded to the kitchen, right? So right off the living room, you have the kitchen. All right, this is the second floor. The entry point, people believe, is right here at the sliding glass door. But there's also that one screen door in the back. Um, not that screen door, that's, that window that had the screen missing and had a cinder block on it. Now, where was that window? Is this that window? I'm looking at you, chat room. Okay, I got it. I got it, Miss Sherlock. So who was first? We got reports that that Zana and her boyfriend, who were on the floor of the point of entry, one of them was in the room. One of them was found outside here in the kitchen area. Okay? Body on the floor. This is a report we got. Body on the floor. The roommates supposedly got up. This is all alleged. Uh, one of them saw the horrific scene pass out, and they were running out, and... Some nearby neighbors saw came over. They're the ones that cal called 911, and they're the reasons why there was reported somebody was unconscious. But yesterday we went and we looked over the Moscow, Idaho Police Department's report on that, and they said nothing of the sort. What they said looked different. So it's just something we're going to have to take with a, a grain of salt. All right? We don't know. We don't have the information. Everybody's fighting against you to be able to figure out what's going on, it seems like. But we're going to continue here. Some people have been hypothesizing while that's speculation that the roommates were involved. Personally, I don't believe they were. And... I'm thinking if we're going to continue to try to figure this out, this is just just what I'm saying here. It would be a good idea to to look at what the police say and give them the benefit of the doubt of the information they release and just say, okay, well, if the roommates absolutely didn't do it and you're saying that, let's let's go with that. If... Kylie's boyfriend absolutely didn't do it, and that's what the family says. They don't think he did. Let's just let that go, okay? Now, if they're wrong, you know, it's on them. That's their butts, and they're going to look like uh, real jackasses later, right? But, and, and maybe there are some people that they have interest in as suspects, but, but um, they're not talking about that they're interested in them. So this window right here, is that the window that, People are saying went through. I think it is. I think it is because there's no more windows, especially on this floor. This is a floor of entry, okay, from the back. So they would be able to know that if somebody entered in the, in the front or not. All right, here we go. We're going to go up the stairs. Thank you guys for helping me. 
Okay. One of these bedrooms was Kaylee's. There's a shower room. And one of these was Maddie's. Kaylee wasn't in her bedroom. Now, it's been verified that Kaylee's room had a window. The window was open. You could see into this empty bedroom. All right. At the time of... At the time of the investigation, okay? And her her uh, father talked about this too. He said, uh, they're investigating. They roll, rolled up the, the thing on the window. It was empty. You could see there's no blood in there. That's why he was saying they died together. That's the reason why. A lot of you guys are speculating on that again. We just came up to the third floor. There's bedroom 3B. In room 3A. Personally, I don't know which one they were in or not. We'd have to go a little bit deeper in there than we have time to. Does somebody in the chat room know? Is it bedroom 3B or is it bedroom 3A that the girls were in? Because we're going to look at the, the windows. Now, looking at people in the chat room, it's okay to disagree. Just do it politely. For example, you'd say, I disagree. You don't have to say, I strongly disagree or that's bull crap. Because at the end of the day, you're going to look like a dumbass if you're wrong. And someone else was, and you don't have all the information. What are we talking about here? So look at this. Ah, what do we see? This is important because I'm looking. Okay, so this this one has a balcony. Ah, uh, holy moly. Do you know what we're looking at? Correct me if I'm wrong, people. Is this the room that had the blood running down the whole house? Wow, that's the room. Oh, my lordy. Trying not to cry here. It's a small room. You guys think these rooms are not that big, okay? They're not that big. So four people in there. There is no way in hell four people would have been in this place with all the blood that was there and the police not have known there's four people. That I can tell you. I'm sure of that. That I'm I'm pretty damn sure about. The other one is bigger. All right, let's go to the other room too. The other room is a lot bigger and it has a sliding glass door. You know, I think this was a room that the two girls were in. The other room didn't even have a bed, right? So I think that's their way of telling us. Don't you think? 
Robomod, activate. If there's somebody causing trouble in the chat room, please time them out. I'm not saying there is. I don't know what's going on. Just please be alert. Monitor that. So I'm pretty sure that this is the room right here that the girls were in. It's a bigger room. So, yeah, more people could be in this this room. If I'm not mistaken, the ladder that everybody saw, I think, went up into this area here. But I believe it was the police. It was from the investigation crew. And I've no confirmation whether it was or not but i do know it was their pictures that it was showing so let me show you guys something all right uh let me okay this is important very important so you have the two girls here this is going to be hard to go over but i want to show you uh, show talk a little bit about the integrity of the police department Okay, they're saying, yes, it was the, they searched the roof, so that's what it was. So this is Maddie's room. They were both in here. There was a lot of blood. There was a lot of wounds in each individual. Um, they got stabbed in an area where they wouldn't have been able to scream if it was the first blow. Okay, somebody's saying, no, they were in the other one. Well, regardless, whichever room it was, if you if you guys know which room it was, call me right now and tell me, 325-261-0892. It doesn't have to be a long conversation. There's a lot of chat in the chat room. I'm not sure which one of you guys are right. The one that calls me gets through on this. My point is this. Chat saying it was a smaller room. Okay. That's, you know... Okay, so the smaller room. So it's a smaller room, and this is where the drip down was. Hello, Midnight Caller. You're on the air. Oh, Jerry, this is Tom from California. Hey, Tom. Hi. Kaylee uh, uh, had the larger bedroom. Okay, Kaylee had the larger bedroom, so they were in Maddie's smaller room. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, my live chat, I can't get into it. I, I don't know for whatever reason. Uh, um, you have to be a member. Are you subscribed? Yes. Well, you should be able to get in. I'm having problems. You're not the only one that I can't get into the live chat. Okay. So, I well, thank you for calling in. That's another reason we have a phone line open. Yeah, I appreciate it. Question. Uh, the gas station food mart's about one, they said about 1.2 miles away from the house. Mm -hmm. Are there any traffic cams along that road? I'll tell you what, if, some, if you or somebody in chat gives me the address of that gas station, I can put it into our murder map and look it up. It's, um, oh God, it's 706. I, I, Put it in one of my uh, uh, comments. Okay. To you. 
Well, let me look. Is it? I, I think it's seven or six Troy Road. Is it? Let me look it up right now. That actually is it. Taylor or Troy? Could be Taylor. Um. Okay. How seven oh six Taylor Avenue? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yes, it is. Oh, okay. here we go. Here we go. You guys want to see the gas station? I don't understand. How how do the police, if they have it all, explain their negligence in not checking the camera of a food mart that's 1.2 miles? They're looking for a car. They don't look along the roads. Nope. It appears not. It appears like they didn't, yep. It looks like they were just relying on the public. A lot of this is embarrassing. I mean, if you, if you straight get down to it. All right. So I'm going to, all right. I'm going to go to it here. I'm going to pull it up for you guys looking. So I'm going to try to. Maybe one day Banfield will have a uh, major wardrobe malfunction on air. Okay, so we're going to go on to the murder walk here. Let's see. And, uh... Please bear with me here. We're looking at the gas station. We're going to stand in front of the gas station and see its relation to everything else right now. Okay. I'm just going to pull this back up. Okay, here we go. Sometimes things are finicky. It's, it's going to be all right. All right, here we go. Okay, I'm about to look at the chat room and verify 706 Taylor Avenue is the area of the gas station. Right now. All right, guys. Check your email and voicemail. Okay, not a problem. All right, I got an email. I mean, uh, a voicemail, guys. Thank you for that. So let's look at this Taylor Avenue. Oh, there's a layout of the house. Thank you. Okay. 
I'll put all that in the show notes. We're going to look at this right now. So it's in relationship to the white car, too. No, that's not right. Yeah, yeah. No, surely not. That can't be the gas station. That can't be it. No. No, 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 no. That's 713. Okay, let's back out of here. All right, we're in the weeds here, guys, so I'm going to pull us on out. Uh, again, does someone have the address of the gas station? No, but it is a good question. Why did they not have checked the footage of the gas station? Why did they not release the – how did they not notice the people walking by as they were arresting somebody else and there was that – their own footage – the camera had a reflection of people walking by as the police were harassing some, some young alcoholics. Why not? Why? Come on. Okay, so let's continue. Let's continue here. Let's go back to your voicemails right now. In one of the episodes. Okay, I'm watching one of the episodes, and I wanted to add, uh, you're talking about the roommate who was unconscious and the 911 call, et cetera. What I saw um, was, and I can't find the video, but it was one of the passerbys. It was the person that, that talked to the 911 operator. Um, and told what happened was that the two other roommates ran out of the house. They had seen the body, or one of them did. And yeah, that was an unverified message sent by somebody on Reddit. Completely unverified. But we don't know if that's true or not. We can think about it. We can maybe use it for a while of speculation, but it's not the truth yet. It's not verified. Okay, let's go back to this picture this is Maddie's bedroom. Kylie's was a big one. This is Maddie's. Look at Maddie's room here, okay? Okay, there was a lot of blood. Uh, reports are that blood was running down the wall outside of this room. Now, this room right here had the two girls in it. There was a lot of blood. There was a big knife used. There were some big wounds used. When someone raises their arm and makes these big wounds... And they're deep. You have to go over your head and do it like that. I trained in knife fighting in the military, actually. If you're going to slash, you hold it this way. If you have training and you're going to go like that, so it would be slash wounds, not jab wounds. Jab wounds go over your head, which means, depending on where the bed is, and I don't, I guess it would have had to have been by the window, right? Because that's where the blood went down the house. There would have been flecks of blood flying off. There would have been outlines of blood. There would have been blood on the floor. Uh, more than likely, somebody would have stepped in it. It's really hard. Look at this floor. This is a wood floor. It's not a carpet floor. And they should be able to get a shoe imprint. One thing that they can do 
they, there's advanced methods to pulling off shoe prints from, uh, from areas, uh, whether they be porous or non-porous. There's different ways of doing that. Did they do that? Now, one of the things you can do is you can pour. I mean, there's a lot of blood, too. So if there's blood, you're going to have a footprint. And if not, the area where there's not blood, there's a film that you can put on the floor. All over the floor where it is, and you pull it up. And it gives you all the prints. Your shoes make prints, too. Very well. Why don't they have any shoe prints? You get the shoe prints, and then you have the blood that was splashing in the direction of the blood, you know where the killer was standing, you know where the bodies were laying, and you can deduce the height of who it is. This is one of the reasons I think they know who it is. And they've reported they have no even suspects of interest, okay? So if there's not even a suspect of interest, you've got to ask yourself, how would we know if there, if there is a suspect of interest, but they're not telling us? Well, there's one thing you can look at. And one of you guys told me about this in the comments. I'm going to let you know why that was important. You've got to look at who they're looking at. Who, whose places are they searching? Who are they talking to? Have they looked at somebody's shoes? Not everybody's, but somebody's. Uh, maybe they said, jackass. Uh, can we have your uh, DNA? Maybe he said yes, maybe he didn't. We got reported that he didn't and he went out of the country, but whatever. But whose shoes did they look at? How much time did they spend searching in the fraternity? How, many, how much time is this that they spend that we don't know about? They're not going to tell us anything, but there's a lot more information they did not give us that we don't know. And yet they take your information freely which, I mean, it's not their job to give us information. It is not. It's their job to convict the murderer. But the fact that they're getting information that they didn't have, that they should have had, that's concerning to me. Called 911, and then once they got outside, the one that was talking to 911 passed out in the yard. So the passerby grabbed the phone and talked to 911. That's and told told them there was a person unconscious in the yard, and that is where that story came from. So, but just wanted to add my two cents. Another theory is that there was the intruder, the murderer, was in the house somewhere hiding. Where would they have hid? Where would they have hid? One of the first place alleviated girls go after they've been out is the bathroom. So we can deduce that they were not in the bathroom. All right. Now, if I've, we've been going through this. You guys have seen the closet in every room. These closets are not that big. If somebody hid in that residence, I don't think they would be able to hide in the closet. So let's say not the closet, not the bathrooms. Where then? Well, just offhand... I'm thinking maybe the room that was unoccupied, the one that you could see from the street, the one the police were looking through the window and see who could see through that room. When they were in there investigating, we got pictures of that. So that's what I'm thinking.
So you guys think the small room is the wrong room. You think the... I'm getting different messages here. I could... Let's see. I didn't want to have to do this. So I have this of the house. So the third floor, okay, so I had it right. The small bedroom right there is Maddie's. The big one is Kaylee's. Kaylee's furniture was all sold. It was empty. The small room was Maddie's. So that's where it was at. That's the third room. Second room, the end of the living room, right off the living room in the big room one, was uh, Kylie and Ethan's. So there we go. And if you guys want to look at this, it's fine. Let's continue. Uh, let me see. Let's go ahead and... Um, Continue our voicemails. Hey, Midnight Radio, how you doing? This is John calling you from Ohio. Hey, I've been following this case pretty close, man, and uh, and I really like the way you you know your format and how you do your you know you do your thing. But uh, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there, and, and there's a lot of I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna say it outright. There's a lot of people dreaming about this this thing that's going on. This terrible terrible thing. So if somebody was hiding in this room, look, this closet's a little bit deeper, and there's a sliding glass door right there. That would have been a better point of entry. But if somebody went through this house before the girls were there then there would have been clear footprints for sure then so just a thought <clears throat> and i'm one of them but i want to tell you a dream that i had i know i'm not some crazy guy i'm just a regular regular old guy here in ohio but i had a dream two nights in a row about about this about the, the women the girls especially the first dream i'm not gonna it's too graphic i really don't want to tell you about that one, but I can tell you this one. I dreamt that I seen four four by fours planted in the ground. Okay. And they were newer. And so when I think about that, I think about one or two, maybe three things. One, I think of a pole barn or some kind of a building. And then I think of a four wheeler. So, I mean, it's just, I used to do dream interpretations when I was younger and I was into all that before all this, all of it way back in the day for my friends. And, and they, they thought I was pretty good at it, but, but I just wanted to share that with you. And, and I, I, I hope that you could maybe look into that deeper. I'm like I said, I'm just some regular guy, very saddened by, by this, but, and I would share that dream with you, but that would have to be like something confidential that I've, really wouldn't want to put out there, but, but I did dream that. So I would say look for like a barn or like a pole barn or a small building with 
some kind of like a four wheeler or or maybe even a four wheel drive truck, something like that in it. And I want to thank you, and I'm going to keep watching you. you. You take care, brother. Thank you. Okay, so I did get something new here. What I got is the correct address for the gas station. Thank you, listeners. Again, you can add to this show. You can add value to the show just by by helping out. Appreciate it. You guys are definitely producers to this show. So uh, let me bring you guys into what I'm looking at right now. Um, right now, the phone line's down while we go through this information and we get out of the weeds. Uh, you guys can leave me a voicemail message right now, and I will get to that, playing that right now. 706 Taylor Avenue. That is not the place. Oh, sorry. Here we go. Ah, 706 Taylor Avenue is not correct. It was 802 Troy Road. So we got this overview here. It looks like somebody was hauling butt from the area. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, and I saw the footage, and I'm not, I saw the footage of the time the the video was from the, the, the not the video the photo of the white car, which was taken from a screen reflection that a security camera got in that gas station. You guys are asking about cameras, and there was one there, but it was off the reflection, right? And the time it was was uh, three three forty area three forty two through three forty seven. So approximately, roughly 15 minutes after the tragedy occurred. So you had someone booking ass right here. Let's take a, a foot view of it here. There it is, the gas station. Let's drop our little dude right there to look at the front of it. Well, let's look at the side first. 802 Troy Road gas station. There it is. This is the back of it. Here's the front of it. There's the food mart. Um, was it actually the ATM? I saw the reflection. I'm not sure. Was it a lotto machine? That's as close as I can zoom in. All right. Let's continue all our voicemails here. So I believe that this gentleman that called is the one that put his dream up on the comment section of the last show. I want him to call in and tell us the rest of his dream, but he put it in the comment section. I think he misunderstood me. Hey, what's going on? Um, hey, so 
I guess I have a few different theories on potential happenings in the uh, what is it, Idaho murders case. Um, I guess first off, the white um, Hyundai Elantra. How do we know that um, it was not potentially there in the parking lot at the house when um, the two girls were dropped off? Um, by whatever ride service they had. Um, I think it has something to do with the sorority they're in. Um, is it possible that the person could have driven that car and actually it be in that parking lot? person could have um, been in the process or finished doing whatever he did to Xana um, and Ethan and had already been there when they got home and the person that dropped them off being they're still alive was who reported that car. Um, second off, um, I think that uh, the father's description, uh, what was it on Fox News Internet, I think was the source. Um, this is a fairly disturbing one. But... Um, Everything that he describes, what is it, like slashing, tearing, um, what is it, male sadistic, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, is it possible he had tried to behead her? Um, all the descripting factors stated in that remind me of that uh, Nicholas Berg video from back in the day. Um, that, like, what was it, an Al-Qaeda video? Um Anyway, it sounds just like that. So that would describe all of that, the overkill, so on and so forth. Uh, anyways, enjoy the show, and keep doing it. All right. So right now what I'm looking for is the pictures I've seen before of the pictures of the gas station, and I saw the pictures. I believe somebody sent them to me, but I don't have them right now. And I'm not finding them online of the white car. Not only do I have the pictures. I see the pictures, but I saw the picture of the machine where it documented the actual time. All right. I'm going to show you this right here. This is a Hyundai Elantra. All right. I'm going to go back to the photo I showed you earlier. All right. Look at the. Look at the tail light on this one, okay? And let's go back to our picture. See the tail lights? One's from the side, one's from the back, right? See the red on the edge? Does that look similar? It's hard to tell, isn't it? Oh, there's Brian. Does it look similar? It's very hard to tell from this angle. Again, they have a lot of information that we don't have. So, yeah, so my understanding is this, and I did see the picture. They had a picture of the time of the reflection, and it was in like 340 through 347. It was something like that. Somebody's saying the car is a wild goose state. Chase. Well, really, everything's a wild goose chase if we don't have the information the police have. 
Oh, don't we? We're like, for us, it's like trying to paint a shot glass on a merry-go-round. They're the ones with the information. They want information from us. If you guys want more information, give us more information so we know where to look. Come on, man. Seriously, go to the next voicemail message. Hi, Jerry. This is Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. And I wanted to give my feelings on the case you just go ahead. of the students in Idaho. Um, in the beginning, I had strongly felt that there was a stalker uh, local in the area that had possibly been obsessed with the two female victims through their TikTok videos and possibly overlooked the two girls downstairs and that Ethan and Zana were um, possibly um, victims due to running into the killer. Um, since then, I have wondered also about the timeline of Zena, Zena, sorry, and Ethan for the five-hour timeline that they are not talking about uh, where they were uh, or who they spent time with. That concerns me that possibly they were the targeted people and had maybe had a confrontation with someone during the that five-hour period that's not accounted for. Um, it just seems to me with the calls being made right up until 3 a.m. Uh, by the girls that that is such a short window for the killer to go in and achieve all of this, if not already either being in the area or in the home. That's where I'm leaning that this was maybe not targeted towards the girls. But if it were someone they met that night, maybe at the bar or at the grub truck, um, the father of Kaylee alluded to the DNA lineage. So I am assuming he feels that the person is a local. Um, just going by a gut feeling, it just doesn't seem random to me. Um, I go back and forth on was it just a, a quick onset of somebody that was angered or was it something that was planned in advance? Uh, and your time's up, but thank you for playing. Guys, I appreciate all your phone calls, all your voicemail message. If you can't get through, leave me a voicemail message. That's just as good in my mind. I really appreciate hearing what you have to say. Hey, Midnight, love the show. Uh, hey, man. Just wondering, uh, that second floor window to the right rear of the house, I think that could be a possible entry point. A lot of people talking about that patio door. 
uh, I think that right vacant window to the bedroom could have possibly been. The, the right vacant window to the bedroom. We have to be in that room. The sliding glass door at the, the empty bedroom. Okay, somebody asked me in the chat room, they asked, was the bed in uh, Kaylee's empty room? No, it was not. It was out of there. She was selling it on uh, Facebook Marketplace. So it was not in that room. It was in a pile somewhere else. So was all of her furniture. It was not there. It was empty. Is it a possibility? Yes, maybe. An entry point. I don't think enough attention is being paid to that. Thanks very much. I think I think that it is possible that if somebody was in here beforehand, they would have been in this room. I don't see how there wouldn't be shoe prints. It was it was um, they had um, some weather going on outside that night. I think there should have been some shoe prints and boot prints. If there was more than one person tromping through that house, it would have shown. It would have shown. And again, they took scans, and it's not saying the police don't know, but it sure doesn't seem to me like they're searching for more than one person, even though. Well, they weren't before. Now, after they got that footage that we saw at the top of the show where they had those four people running at the same time the police, on the police cam when the policeman was uh, harassing those youngsters, they were clearly liberated. But that doesn't mean that those four people running were the murderers. It might be nothing, and I'll tell you why. This was a party night. What are you going to do if you're underage and you've been drinking and you see your friends over there getting busted by Deputy Five and you're behind the action? His cop cam is pointing at a shiny surface and they're reflected behind him. Would you not run and get the hell out of the area and get home before he got your ass? Yes, you would. So it's not saying that those people are the people either. This came from Banfield, not me. I'm just reporting on it. So there we go with that. Let me um, see if we got if you guys give me any more voicemails. Oh yeah, you did. FYI, the police didn't bother to check video cams until nine days later. Uh, News Nation interviewed the vape shop. Um, that has cameras, and they said our cameras are only good for seven days. So absolute pathetic job by the police to not go to local businesses looking for video surveillance until nine days later. Absolutely embarrassing. They're overwhelmed. And the other thought is the four Pied Pipers walking in the background of the uh, band field uh, drunk stop wondering if they could actually do a video review of the height of those four individuals based on AI and all technology it would be interesting to see how tall those four individuals are. Keep up the good work, my friend. The answer is, could they do that? Hell yes. We can, I can't do that. And I'll tell you why, because I need to know the exact location of where the car is. And I need to know where the policeman was standing. And I need to know where on his person that camera was held. And then you can easily deduce, deduce using algebra how tall they are. 
So yes, can I do that? No. Can the FBI do that? Yes. I need to make this clear. The Moscow Police Department are basically the spokespeople now. The FBI took over. The FBI is in charge. So the bad press and deflection, all that's going to the Moscow PD. So, and when I'm talking about this personally myself, I'm talking about the management at the top. I'm not talking about the everyday policeman like Deputy Fife. All right? The man was doing his job even if he was, he was doing the best he could do on a cold night with an embarrassing vehicle. It was so cold out there, I'm surprised the car started, even though it was electric. Yeah, check out the car at 998 Deacon Street in Moscow, Idaho, across from the university. 998 Deacon Street. We will check that here in a little bit. I'm throwing it to Tom. Jerry, this is Tom from California again. Hey, I saw the timestamp. From the uh, video from the food mart, it was at 3.45 yes, a.m. it was. You guys are awesome. Have a good morning. You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. That's what I'm saying. Thank you for joining the conversation. All right, to you, Gary. Wait, you're saying I'm Gary. I'm, 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 I'm Jerry. Who are you? Gary, I, I wanted to clarify the address for that location is 802 Troy Road. It's 4.2 miles. Sorry, it's 1.2 miles away from their home. Four minutes away. I just wanted to clarify that. And they said that they were both in Maddie's room, which is the smaller room. They did not have a slider. And the blood was dripping down from Zana's room, which is on the second floor. Thank you. Love your show. Mm. So they were in the small room. Okay. Tara, you probably uh, missed my uh, comment, but. Uh, Gray Hughes, another podcast, uh, called the gas station and they said they couldn't give out any information. And, uh, you know, that was that, you know. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't pay too much. I think that caused distraction from the police, you know, to buy time to, you know, just to buy time. Okay, bye-bye. So you guys think that they release information like this to say, hey, we're doing something, look. I don't know. It seems like that information that they hadn't looked at the footage, it's kind of embarrassing. It's kind of embarrassing. I don't know if I would release things like that if I was them. I don't know, Jerry. I think the way I'm watching you right now, I think what you're looking at in Maddie's room is not connected to the wall outside where the blood was dripping down. That is Santa's room on the second floor. But there is blood dripping down the kitchen cabinet. Now I've looked at this and Hello everybody. I would like to thank you for tuning in to watch the show. We're out of time. 
We got some more voicemails. I'm sure you guys are going to call me and send me more emails about the show we went over today. I appreciate each and every one of you. The phone number 325-261-0892. We did a dive on some of this information. I don't know about you, but it sure is a lot more clear in my mind. Although it's a gory picture for sure. If you want to email me with some information that you'd like to talk about on the show, again, this is your show, and I appreciate your helping me produce it. It's midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com. All the information to everything I showed you today is going to be in the description below. Until next time, all my best.